That's not funny. That's like creepy. You didn't laugh at your princesses in another castle? No, I mean, I chuckled. What's up, everybody? Podcast, we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and Jerry. My name is JJ Carter. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification button, all those buttons. Hit them, push them, click them, do what you got to do with them to make sure that you're keeping up on our episodes. We appreciate it. Uh, I don't know who we're telling this week, boys. Uh, tell your tell p- the boys. Tell the boys. There you go. Or the girls. Whichever <laughs> one you prefer or have. Tell them all. We appreciate it. Go leave us a review. Apple Podcasts, Podchasers, Stitcher, all three will let you leave us a review. Please do it. Helps us grow the podcast. So if you enjoy listening to our ridiculousness, we appreciate you help growing it. So with that, we're here today to talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie. God, that's a mouthful. Um, it's a me. <laughs> so that's good. It was released April 5th, 2023. It was written by Matthew Fogel, and it was directed by Aaron Horvast and Michael Jelinek. It stars Chris Pratt, Ani Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Kari Payton, <laughs> Keegan-Michael Key, Fred Armisen, and Seth Rogen. And I'm going to leave it at that because there's like a Woo-hoo! thousand other people. Um, <laughs> the uh, synopsis, which I'm sure Matson will outdo, is the story of the Super Mario Brothers on their journey through the Mushroom Kingdom. They kept it simple. <laughs> Stealing all my shit. I was going to. Can I just say, let's just start here. One of my favorite parts of this whole movie was Bowser playing that shit on the piano with the like <laughs> wizard freaking Koopa playing the high pitch part. HSPHS. That was my favorite part. When my little seven year old nephew that I went to see this movie with asked me what my favorite part was. It was the first piano scene that we had. I mean, all of them are great, but that was unexpected, appreciated, and very well done by Jack Black. Yeah, you can't have Jack Black without a little bit of singing. But I loved, like, the fact that they were playing that is, like, the tune. He's like, come play with me. (laughs) And that's what he played. I was like, yes, please. I'm going to let you guys go first. I want to know what you guys thought of this movie. I knew I was going to love it when Beastie Boys started playing. (laughs) It's fair. It's fair. And it just got better from there. That is fair. Overall, I mean, it was a fun, goofy, a fun, what'd you say? (laughs) I said, here we go. (laughs) Oh, no, no. So overall, fun, goofy, and very enjoyable movie. I like this movie. Mm. The only part that I still am thinking back about this in... I'm going to give this movie a pretty good rate. Like I liked, I will see this movie again. I enjoyed it. I laughed. I was entertained. My only worry when I was going to see this movie is how were they going to start this movie? And I still, I still don't love it. The whole real world and how they got brought in. Like, part of me is just like, you know, why couldn't we just have Mario be where Mario has always been just in the, whatever we're calling the Mario universe, this whole he has to be a real plumber and gets into this fake world kind of thing. That's my only part of this that I, I don't know if I, I loved, but I don't need to love it because the rest of it was entertaining. And once we were in the world, it was fine. But I, there was an area for me to critique that makes this movie not be one of my favorite animated movies. It's the connection to the real world versus the actual Mario world. I don't like that part. I didn't really love how it was introduced in 
I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on that because everything else, I really liked the movie. It was fun. But that part, I just, it still didn't really jive with me. I didn't mind it as much simply because it gave a reason for Bowser to be the big bad that he was or like how he got to that point is bringing in an outside hero to then take him down versus if Mario had already been there or always been there, then it leaves less room for Bowser to be able to rise to power, so to speak, and take over. But I can see what you're saying because I was a little bit confused too when they first showed up and it was like a commercial on the TV. And I was like, huh? (laughs) And you have Spike, who, uh, great character, Spike. But no, I see what you're saying, but I didn't mind it so much because it gave a reason for me anyway to see the big bad become the big bad. I agree with you both. And I think it's because you're babies that you don't remember or know that that's literally their backstory from the game. Like it was just, nobody knew it because they just created this game in Japan to go with the Famicom when that, that original version of the Nintendo came out. And it was just, they thought it was funny that these plumbers are their hero but that was always their thing is that's why the pipes are there. That's how they got to mushroom kingdom was through pipes. Mm. So that was the actual story is that there, that's why he's got the overalls, the funny hat, the, and then there was a the version of it where he had like a plunger that he, <laughs> when it, when he first, when they first made it, the alpha version of the game, he like when he jumped, he didn't break it with his fist. He broke it with a, pl- a plunger. So <laughs> it was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's old school shit there. And that's why, to Matt's point, I don't think they need to keep trying to tell that story. Like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, nobody gives a shit at this point that they're plumbers or that they came from the human world or whatever you want to call it and got sucked into these. It didn't work in the 90s. It didn't work. It's unnecessary in this animated version. So it was just weird. But I'm going to probably be the black cloud of this podcast because, like, did I hate it? No. Did I love it? No. It was, I think it's great for kids. There was a whole shit ton of kids in the theater with us. And I was, I think that's part of why I'm clouded because my nephew, he loved it. And I was seeing it kind of in his eyes. And I know that helped me. Like if I went at 8 PM on a different night by myself, it's not well-written. There's not, it's a kid's movie. And I was seeing with a kid and that definitely helped me. So I'll preface it with that. You can keep going. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say like, there was a bunch of kids in the theater and they were all having a great time, which influenced me to go, okay, they did good with this, the audience that they were directing it at. Right. And that, I think that's great. And there's something to be said for that. I was a little sad because my generation made this fucking game famous and popular. (laughs) I wanted a little more fan service for my old ass. And the only adult humor I really got in this whole thing was creepy as shit when one of the freaking spike flowers is licking his lips as Peach is walking down the aisle for the wedding. I'm like, that's not funny. That's like <laughs> creepy shit. You didn't laugh at your princesses in another castle? No, I mean, I chuckled. Look, there was some great... I also laughed my... Like, I was like the only person in the theater that audibly laughed at the antique shop. Like I laughed my ass off at the antique shop with all the old Mario three shit, like the ocarina flute and the musical note boxes that she used to bounce on in part three laughed my ass off. And everybody's kind of looking at me like, what the fuck is he laughing at? I'm like, shut up. I'm old. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, there were moments of fan service that I giggled at, but I wanted more of that. Like I wanted more of the aimed at my old ass jokes. And I just was like disappointed that there wasn't 
more of it. There's a couple moments in the middle of the movie where I was like, Casey, like, slapped me in the arm. She goes, you're falling asleep. I was like, I know I'm bored. <laughs> but that's because it's not aimed for me, right? But when I laughed and when I had a good time, I had a great time. The other thing I thought was weird about this movie is there's a lot of weird slow-mo. Like, what was all the fucking slow-mo shit? Like, I didn't understand the necessity behind Because there's no slow-mo in Mario Brothers. What the hell are we slow-moing it for? It was weird. I felt like I was watching The Matrix or some shit. Got bullet think- time in Mario. I didn't have high standards for this movie. I just expected it to be colorful and fun. And my nephew, when I told him we were going to go see it, that's all he could think about for like the next four days. And he texted me from his mom's phone and called me a bunch of times. So I was just excited because he was excited. So I think that helped me. But when I think about it on this movie for animated movies on part of some others that I really like, like the character progression and development, it's not really there. And then I got We got to get the elephant out of the room. The whole Chris Pratt voice thing. <laughs> it was a problem. Like it was distracting at points where I'm like, okay, some points it just sounded like Chris Pratt trying to be kind of like a little kid. Other times it sounded like he was trying to sound like Mario. And then there was a blend between the two. And for me, it was distracting at points where I'm like, maybe just stop trying to talk like him. But I know that would be a problem if it didn't sound like Mario, but it didn't really work. And if it's a voice actor, like, Maybe don't pick Chris Pratt if he can't sound like him. I will tell you who did kill it, though, is Charlie Day as Luigi. Shit was great. Luigi was my character in this whole fucking movie. And especially, like, when he got to, like, Luigi's Haunted Mansion on the... I was like, no, can we just stay here? Because I want to watch this movie. Like, this shit would be hysterical. Like, him just running around in the dark mansion, getting the shit scared out of him constantly. That would have been hilarious. Charlie Day killed it as Luigi. But I'm with you, Chris Pratt. I was like, okay, it's Chris Pratt. Like, I knew exactly, which is what they wanted, right? He's a name, and he'll sell movie tickets. But I'm with you. I was like, eh, it's Chris Pratt. But Jack Black, Charlie Day, and don't get me started on Keegan-Michael Key as freaking Toad. Toad was dope, hmm. too. He was funny. I won't let anyone hurt you. <laughs> don't eat that. Oh, wait, that one's good. You can touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going back to fan service, one area that did annoy me is the whole Mario Kart scene. I love the cart picking part. I thought yeah. that was cool because that went to like, kind of like double dash. It. That's what it felt like a little bit. But I didn't like all these other items they were using to shoot people because I was like, look, if you're going to use the banana peel and you're going to use the blue shell, which I thought that part was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but where's the three red shells? Where's the bomb cue? Like they were using other things. I'm like, look, if you're going to lean into it, I need you to actually fully lean into it, not using things and making carts look how they never actually do look. I need it to be more fan service and real to what we know it is. And I did have a problem with that because it was like, no, that's not actually how it is. Yeah. I did love when Toad pulled up in his big rig though. Oh yeah. That shit was I, that was- but I'm with you. I wanted to see more of the weapons that you actually use in the game. Well, I think some of them were from the newer Mario Kart games, aren't they? Some of them, like like they like they did the whole spread of Mario Kart because they even had like the little paragliding thing. Yeah, yeah, the, like all yeah. that. It was just more like the the weapon stuff. Some of those things don't exist in Mario Kart. Like I wanted to see like the shells spinning around yeah, like, them. You know what I mean? Like, shell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where like, there's like three shells spinning around your car, you can run into people. Got a Koopa for that. Oh, sure. <laughs> But I, the other one that it, for me, and I'm with you, I get what you're saying. Like, cause these rockets that came out and they were like shooting rockets, they weren't even shooting bullet bills. You know what I mean? Like shoot something 
then I know if, like I would have been okay if they had like the cannon up there and it's launching the bub bombs. People are having to dodge them and stuff. So I'm with you. But I, you know, it was at that point they're like, we can either spend probably another two weeks making all that shit, or we can just have big missiles come out of the gun mm-hmm. out of it. I think my favorite overall sequence was the the Donkey Kong fight, though. And Seth Rogen, like, as Donkey Kong was great. I loved like his dad, Cranky Kong was great. Again, it was really interesting because it's the Super Mario Brothers movie, but I had more fun with the non-Super Mario characters than I did with Super Mario. I would watch an entire movie of Donkey Kong and Toad just hanging out on a road trip or some shit, getting into <laughs> trouble, because that was funny. And again, it's I sit here going, I'm shitting on a kid's movie, but... It's going to make money. Oh, for sure. Like... There's a lot of people in the, when I was there at 450, like there's a lot of more people that I think I've been in a theater with, to be honest. And there was kids in JJ adult level people. Yeah. Well, to give you an idea, I've been trying, like I still go to the AMC most of the time. John Wick had like five showings. This movie had 14 showings in my local AMC, 14 to 20. Like it was like every damn screen had this movie. So, I mean, obviously they know the kids are going to bring their parents out. The adults like me that are nerds, they're going to want to go see a little bit of Mario. Cause I've been waiting for a good Mario movie for a while. Cause they certainly shit on it in the eighties. So <laughs> Alec, you were kind of quiet other than saying you liked it. What, what made you laugh in this movie, dude? Oh, everything. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Top to bottom. It was just full of catchy one-liners. There was enough, like, I'm not a huge Mario guy, mm. but there was enough fan service for me to be like, hey, hey, that's Rainbow Road. <laughs> um, and carry me through like that. And so I was just having a blast. There was a couple moments where I was kind of like, oh, that doesn't make too much sense. Like the big old bullet bill at the end. Yeah. Where all of a sudden they changed direction. <laughs> so I don't remember that happening, but... I had enough fun throughout the entire rest of it that I was just cackling through pretty much all of it. And they went through a lot of my limited knowledge. I was like, oh, that's, you know, Cat Mario or that's the raccoon that they showed. So they brought in a whole lot more than kind of expanded, which I thought was cool. Yeah. The only thing and maybe, you know, JJ, you can help me out. What was that little blue flame? Yeah, I was going to ask the same thing. Was, is that the uh, one that was really melodramatic? depressed. Yeah, melodramatic. Yeah, I have no fucking clue. Hanson oh, knew what it was. He kept saying, but I, I've already forgotten. Because he definitely was like, yeah, it's the... And I don't remember anymore. Yeah, I don't know what that was either. Because that, that whole sequence was my favorite part. Where he's just giggling in the dungeon. And everybody is pissed off at it. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. The blue fame is one of the boom shots and one of the weapons Peach can use in Mario and Rabbids Kingdom battle. Yeah, like I've been looking and it, it looks like it's a star of some sort. This is one of those movies if I did do my inner JJ and went back and watched this again, there'd be spots I'd look to pause, like the antique scene. Oh. I tried, I was like, oh, I gotta like, I gotta see everything that I know is gonna be in there. I couldn't, I didn't even catch everything. I'd go back and see that. I'd go back and look at some of the different scenery and things because they incorporated many of those like the beginning in the, the city when they were traversing through that construction site and they turned it into 2D Mario and then he flipped over and yeah. swung down the pole and I was like, oh, like I see what you did there. And this movie has enough of those things where for that fact alone, there's rewatchability. For me, a lot of the Jack Black Bowser scenes were just 
comedic gold and that would get me to go back. And then just how bright and vibrant this movie looks on the new TV I just got that's giant. It would look pretty. And it's something that is easily put on in the background. And there's probably like multiple, I don't know, four or five different scenes that would captivate my attention for a solid five to 10 minutes. And all of them involve Bowser at the piano. That whole embellishment of their love story where he like... (laughs) Because you never, I mean, I've, I haven't played all, maybe in some of the Mario games that haven't played, they lean into that more. But like the OG Mario games, they don't have enough dialogue or things that like you can infer that, but they really leaned into it. And I quite liked it. I was like, oh, this is great. They did exactly what I've always wanted them to do. And maybe they have, I just don't play enough of those games. So what they, a lot of what they pulled from with the Bowser story and the Bowser piece was their game. It's a Switch game called Super Mario World. And there's a couple of different versions of it, I think. I've only played the most recent one and it's fun. Like Casey got me into it. We have a switch. She was like, I got the switch for her. Cause I don't, I have everything else that we game on. And, but she played this and like, I was watching her play it. And I was like, this is interesting. Cause it's kind of an open world type concept to a certain amount. And then you have different abilities than you've ever had as Mario before, which is interesting. Your hat's like a living thing it's weird. So it's got eyes and shit and like you can throw it and then you get different versions of the hat depending on which world you're in. So like there's a desert world. So it looks like a, like a desert safari hat or whatever. And you throw it and anyway, you can throw it and you can hop on it. You do, it's pretty fun, but that's kind of got like that whole top hat thing that Bowser was wearing, like the white that's straight out of that game. Um, Mm. And like the whole marrying peach thing is straight out of those games. Like, so, and it's fun. Like if you haven't played it, you should play it. It's not your typical Mario, but it's a lot of fun. Casey would be playing. She goes, here, you're better at video games. Can you get me past this certain part or whatever? So she'd hand it off. And then I got hooked and I'm start. So we played and beat and captured every, like we 100%ed it. We platinum trophied it in Sony terms, but like. Classic JJ. I just couldn't help it. I was like, this shit's fun. And it's weird. So a lot of that, like, I appreciated that too. Like when, when they showed Bowser in his white getup with the top hat, I was like, Hey, I like that. And then the whole marrying him story. Like I started laughing. Cause I was like, that's pretty funny. Cause then the big battle, the big fight battle at the end of that game, when you're fighting Bowser takes place on a similar floating Island of his. And like, mm. he's in that outfit for the wedding, like, and he's, he can throw his hat. So it's, you end up landing on like hat world. And like, so every, all these hats are alive and you have one that becomes your friend. Anyway, it's really fun game. And so a lot of it pulled from that. And then of course, Mario Kart. As you're talking about that, one of the things that I realized that they didn't do, I was surprised we didn't now talking about it. We didn't see metal Mario because that's one that's been carried through for a long time. And talking about that now, I'm actually kind of surprised that didn't happen at some point. Yeah. Cause they, as you talked about, they definitely pulled more from these newer Mario games that were like the five to probably 12 year olds. Mm. And there's a lot more that were, I knew, Hey, that's Mario, but I don't recognize that as much like cat Mario to the one that looked like a squirrel Mario, but there's a different name for it. I didn't mind that they leaned in some of that. Cause again, this kids movie, they're going to go to what's most relevant and new. Um, yeah. But I still would have liked to have seen some of the more OG thing, but it gave me some of the vibes of playing my favorite Mario game is Mario N64. That's the one I'll still go back and play that where you have somewhat of a sandbox world. You get to all, go to all those different places. And they, they had a throwback like Canon that it looked like you could have jumped into and got shot out. They didn't have them do that, but that's my favorite game. Yeah. Like that was another one that I laughed at, like the squirrel, 
So when you get the squirrel Mario from Mario three with the tail and he put it, that was, your, I mean, that, that was the Mario, except for the hammer Mario. I wanted to see hammer Mario from Mario three. Cause that one was dope, mm. but it was so hard to get. Cause it was only in like one place, but I loved hammer Mario, but squirrel Mario was great. And I was laughing at it in the movie, especially when Luigi's like, why are you dressed like a bear? Because that's <laughs> when we were kids, the graphics, the 8-bit shit that we played Super Mario 3 on, mm-hmm. he looked like a bear, not a squirrel. We're like, why is this bear flying? <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoyed that. But, yeah, I mean, they really did lean into a lot of, like, the newer games. I was surprised, to be honest, what I was waiting for was, like, a Mario Party type. Yeah. Like, I was, like, I was waiting for that. I was like, that would have been funny. Especially like, cause I thought they were going to do it when Peach was like training him and she went through that training course or whatever. I thought at some point there's going to be like a, Bunch of those a games. Mario yeah. party mini game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I was waiting for. Cause it, it was like, yeah, it was a big one, but yeah, I can't remember what the actual, it's not squirrel Mario. There is a name for, it's not even a squirrel. I don't think, I think it's a raccoon. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was fun. I also really liked that every song they played was an 80s song. Mm-hmm. That's when the first one came out. So that was a nice little tie-in that I enjoyed. And when they first get to the Con Kingdom, mm-hmm. and the guy opens it up in the sport coat, Oshi leaned over and she goes, I bet you're going to play that one song. What do you mean, what one song? And then they start playing <laughs> Take On Me. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I was right! I was like... Mm-hmm. I don't know that you were, but sure. <laughs> what was the song they played at the end? There was another one at the end, near the end of the oh. movie that they played. And I was like, oh, what a great choice for this scene. But I don't, I don't remember, remember the name of the movie. It was good, though. Great I match. even just like the Mario music that they kind of like shinned up again and had it like subtle at some points. And that actually made me chuckle. I was like, oh, I know that little jingle, but it sounds so cool in this new way. Yeah, like I enjoyed the... What was the other one? The star, like when they get, they finally get the star at the end. The fact that it was like a little different, but it had that same kind of melody to it. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, Mario Odyssey. It wasn't Mario World. It was Mario Mario Odyssey. That's Mm. the game with the hat. You should play it if you haven't. And you have a Switch. Yeah, it was a fun movie overall. I don't think I have anything more deeper in depth to talk about it, but it it was a good time. It's fun to watch it with a kid if you get a chance to do that do that because they make it better yeah i look forward to i want my nephew to come over because he played all the mario games with us as the answer that like every literally every minute for the first 25 minutes was like oh, oh. he's like oh oh that and then he was like constant back i was like oh we're just gonna get a play by play this whole movie and then he kind of calmed down but it was just going like oh yeah like maybe when i was that young too it's probably like if i were to go back and watch star wars and i understood things i'd be freaking out or <laughs> take yourself to back to that point. Like little JJ would have just been tickled pink. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had some fun. There was a couple of things I wish we would have seen. I laughed at like the bones, cute Koopas. Like when you first see them and like they, mm-hmm. they're chasing after him or whatever. Now did you get scared? I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did get scared. In fact. That's hilarious. I love it. See, that's why I, I want to go watch Luigi's haunted mansion with Alec. That'd be shit. No, no, thank you. I wanted to see the ghosts. Like, you see them. Like, at the wedding, you see one of them. But, like, the ghosts that you have to, like, if you're looking at them, they'll stop. And then if you turn around, they start chasing you again. Like, you got to see one of them, but I wanted to see, like, them in action. Like, that you, that could have been a really funny scene. Like, Mario's in the middle of a fight or something, and he's, like, stops. Turns around, he's like, 
walking backwards all slow or something. <laughs> like, I wish we could see that because that was always one of my, it's like my nemesis in the games. That or like, again, like a Super Mario 3 reference where like his kids are there. That would have been funny because that's another one that's in Odyssey is all his kids. You have to fight in some land or another. So I thought that would have been fun too because they were always hilarious. But yeah, there was just some funny moments like the big bob at the wedding, like getting triggered and he's like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it was fun for a little kid's movie, for an animated movie. It was entertaining. All right, should we rate it? Let's do, Let's do it. it. I'll go first because I'll probably give the lowest score. Look, it's a kid's movie altogether and I did not have the benefit of going with a kid that i knew to lift my spirits it was me and casey and casey was thoroughly not thrilled like she just did not have a good time with this movie because the references Mm -hmm. she doesn't have the same level of reverence she got a couple because she enjoyed odyssey so much that were there but other than that like she was pretty bored i had moments where i was bored in the middle of the movie but i did enjoy the Mario references, it was kind of a throwback. I play. I remember playing Mario as a, like an eight-year-old kid when Nintendo first came out in the States. And it's one of my favorite games, trying to trigger like the ultimate life hack on the freaking Koopa on the stairs, the Koopa shell on the stairs, like all that stuff. So it always brings me back whenever you see something like this with Mario. It's definitely a money grab. Like I, I think most of the voice actors did a phenomenal job, but I'm with Matt said I... I don't think Chris Pratt was the right choice. I think you just pick somebody that doesn't sound like anybody and let them do a voice that matches Mario's. But everybody else, the supporting cast, I thought did amazing. I really enjoyed the portrayal of Peach. There was a lot of fun parts of this movie. Had a good time. Will I watch it with my nephew, my nieces? Absolutely. Would I choose to watch it again on my own? Probably not. Like maybe parts of it, like on YouTube, like the funny parts then I'm with Mattson. As soon as I have a chance to pause on the freaking antique shop, I'm gonna, because I saw a lot of things, but I missed pages, a lot. Pages, 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 pages. Yeah. And I, yeah, I do enjoy the hell out of the piano part with Jack Black. I'm going to give it a three. It's better than average. I have to keep that in mind that this is made for kids, not for my dumb fat ass. But I had a good time. So giving it a three. Alec. I had a great time. This was so funny. I laughed through most of the movie and it was enjoyable. I don't need to take a kid with me to have fun. Move theater. Gee Louise, man. (laughs) I'm a grown up man child. So I was cackling at everything. And there was enough of the fan service that I was aware of that I didn't have a problem with anything I didn't get. And I think they did a really good job of taking a pretty much beloved game and making a good movie out of it. If you fuck this up, you really fuck this up. <laughs> and I think they did a very good job in bringing it over and making it good. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Nice. This was amazing. I can't wait to watch it again. I actually didn't mind Chris Pratt so much. I did enjoy that they had that, you know, the commercial beginning with the outrageous Italian accent and then back it off. And then had the explanation of, oh, yeah, you know, the accent's cool for the commercial type of thing. It's what we need. But I didn't mind it so much. And I think it was probably because I was just focused on the humor. Mm. And I didn't need to worry about who was voicing who. Like, I didn't even know Jack Black was Bowser until Oshi said, oh, Jack Black was Bowser. I was like, no. And I had to look it up. So I didn't even see it. So I paid almost no attention to who was voicing who and just saw the movie and I was laughing too hard to really care about anything else. So yeah, easy four and a half. Definitely can't wait to watch it again. 
Nice. I like it. All right, Mattson, bring us home, buddy. Yeah, I've been bouncing between a three and a half and a four. When I walked out of the movie theater, I said, I think I'll give it a four. I feel fine with that. I'll give it a four. It's entertaining. It's colorful. It's fun. It's goofy. It's not really a plot. It's a video game turned into a movie for kids. I mean, I don't think we were all expecting that. I think JJ would have rated it even higher if it had tickled his heartstrings a little bit more. But what was unexpected is Jack Black as Bowser. Those those are just funny to me. I mean, I just wasn't fully expecting that. And it made me laugh. And that's really why this movie is getting a four versus probably like a three or two and a half. Well, I, I will watch it again on my own, but I'm sure I will watch it again because my nephew's going to want to watch it. And there's many movies I wouldn't want to watch with him again than this movie. It's fun. We'll laugh. We'll have a good time. And I'm sure actually uh, it's going to have me play some of the Mario games I haven't played because there's things like, oh, I didn't know that that was a thing. And are there going to be more movies of this? Probably because it's going to make money. And we all know how Hollywood works. It's true. Very true. Well, there it is. And can we just say Jack Black is a legend? So at the premiere of this, I was like, just looking at the Oh, pictures. yeah, I heard about this too, yeah. Dude, he's got this suit on it with like spikes coming out of the back like and flames on the arms and shit. I was like, that's cool as shit. So he was dressed kind of like a Koopa. That was awesome. Anyway, love it. Bowser was cool. I don't know if he was best part or I don't know. It was there was All the side characters were just great. I enjoyed it. So there it is. That is our review of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Alec, tell everybody where they can find us, buddy. Happy to. Thank you for tuning in to our review of the Super Mario Brothers movie. This was quite a surprising movie, I think, in terms of how much we enjoyed it. And I think this was even a better recording session than actually watching the movie. That being said, life is sad. JJ is sad. Life with JJ is very, very sad. Um, if you are a longtime listener and just tuning in to us for the first time and are looking for more content, we have plenty of it. Just search for What's Our Verdict and hit play. If you're feeling especially marvelous, you can even drop us a like, as that is what helps us grow the channel the most. If you do enjoy what we do and are looking for to be more directly involved in the podcast, you can join us on Patreon, where every dollar earned goes towards insert something super duper important. Cool. Uh, special thanks to our current patrons, Sputtering Sethafas, digging the new name. With that, I will turn the time back over to the Wazir of WAP, the Sultan of SWAT, JJ. Sweet. Thanks, Alec. Appreciate it. And we appreciate everyone tuning in. As always, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. I love Easter, baby. Cinemagic out.